0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I am Jeff Nowak. We're breaking down what's the latest with the saints this week we got into the injury report this segment i want to talk more about mr Rashid Shahid, the guy whose name just sounds fast and the guy who just is very very fast you know i i think we all kind of saw him last year kind of explode on the scene you're like whoa you know like that's not that's not the same. That's not what we are used to seeing from the Saints offense. I think part of it was you watched the entire 2021 season and you were like, "Man, what would I give for a receiver that could run past somebody that could create any separation? I don't care if it's deep. I don't care if it's short. There's just nothing." You know, every now and then Deontay Hardy would get get loose and you'd be like, "Ah, there's a play. There's a big play." You know, he had a couple long receptions. and Jameis throws a really good deep ball. Was able to find him. But you know, you could you always looked at him and said, like, yeah, he's—he's he's very good, but he's limited, right? He's limited by his size. He's limited, you know. He's limited by the fact that he's more quick than fast. Like Deontay Hardy is very fast, but it's more quick twitch, you know, short area quickness type speed. His top end speed, while good, is not elite. Let's put it that way. He's also a guy who, you know, he's got little legs. He's you know, he's got he's got got to churn him. You know, it's not he's not as smooth down the field as you want to be with a deep ball receiver. And I think that always kind of limited him. He was a, he, I would say he's a better returner than Rashid is. But he wasn't the prototypical deep threat you'd want in an offense. And, you know, in terms of size and kind of build, neither is Tyreek Hill, but he's just that elite in terms of speed that he makes up for that. And you know it's you, you kind of kept have been waiting for years for the Saints to have that guy. You had, kind of had, you know, the the 3 years too late version of that guy in Ted Ginn, right? Like he was that kind of just just long speed guy that you were, occasionally would hit, right? Like uh, Teddy Bridgewater found him against the Bucks uh, in 2019 on a play that was like, "Oh yeah, that's Ted Ginn. That's that that's that really fast dude." But, you know, it's probably been since like uh, you know Brandon Cooks was fast. But he was, I don't know, I wouldn't consider him to be, he, you know, he's, more of a, he's more of a catch and run type guy. Devery Henderson might be the, the most recent example of a guy who could just get it done down the field, right? And so it's just, first of all, when you talk about Rashid, just cool to see that, right? To see a young guy they found at a Weber State. No one really knew about him. He was a UDFA. Probably would have been drafted had he not torn his ACL, at the end of his college career. But even then, you're talking 6th, 7th rounder, flyer type guy, maybe gets cut in camp. The Saints, just they scouted him, they found him, they liked him, they brought him in, they kind of hit him throughout camp, thankfully, because they were able to stash him on the practice squad, bring him up week 6 of last season. And We kind of all saw how that went with the 40-yard end around for a touchdown against the Bengals next week. Cardinals, the long touchdown, his first two touches in the NFL were long were long touchdowns. And we've only seen him continue that. And you know, you, you look at some of the numbers, right? He's got I think three fifty plus yard catches, which is tied for first in the NFL with Tyreek Hill, was the ultimate deep threat guy. Uh seven forty plus yard catches. Tyreek Hill is first with eight. Rashid is second with seven. The Saints are actually tied with the Dolphins for the most 40 plus yard pass plays in the NFL this year at eight. So Rashid has seven of them. I mean, Tyreek has all eight of the dolphins, right? So it's not unusual for one guy to kind of be that downfield deep threat for an explosive offense, I would like to see Rashid get a little bit more involved underneath. I think that's the major difference right now in terms of, you know, Tyreek is that deep threat. He's always a big play waiting to happen, but he's constantly getting worked in, in other ways. And right now it feels like Rashid is kind of a one trick pony in that respect, at least in terms of how he's being involved in the offense, not necessarily what he can do, but how he's being involved right now. And you know what, if he's, Averaging twenty point three yards per catch, fine. You know, as long as he's getting involved in that way, you can't have games where you just don't go at him, where you don't give him chances. And I think there were a couple in there. In the, you know, I think the the not the Packers game, but the Bucks game. I don't think you really saw him get involved down the field um, against the Jags. I don't really think you saw him get involved down the field. And you just can't like, even when teams are trying to take it away, you still got to find ways to give him a chance. Um, he had a 93.4 grade from Pro Football Focus. That was the highest grade in the league this week handed out by Pro Football Focus. He is the third Saints wide receiver ever to have 150 plus yards on three catches. Been playing football for a while here, guys. ESPN Stats and Info uh, says he he's tied for the most 35 plus yard catches in a game. Since 2006, and that's you know only because ESPN started tracking that data in 2006. So you know you could go back further. It's not like the league got more pass happy. The you know the further you go back, I would be very surprised. Maybe a Randy Moss did it, but other than that, I mean, you're you're looking at this is as elite of production as you can find, and it's kind of what I'm trying to trying to get to here. The other thing that I think. You know, it has stood out to me, and I wanted to ask Derek about it today because it—I it, think it is very noticeable when you watch Rasheed play. Is it's not only the speed? It, like there are a lot of fast guys in the NFL. You could go find any Olympic sprinter and say, "Okay, run a go route right now," and I bet he can run past somebody. But it's there's more to it than that. It's and and I'll and I'll get to what Derek said here in a second. But it's it's a, not about how fast you can go. It's how fast you can go while also doing complex things on a field, right? It's, you know, that's why everyone gets worked about 40 times. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well then when, when you're running a 40-yard sprint in the game, he's going to be the best. But can he also run that speed and get his head around and locate a football and, and haul it in or adjust to where the ball is or adjust his route to, to, to ward off a defender while tracking the ball and going that fast? Can he do that? On a double move, can he? Do, you know, there's a lot of different things that you have to be able to do in an NFL football game, and you have to be able to do them fast. The question is, how fast? Um, and I think that's what sets Rashid apart. And so here's what uh, here's what Derek had to say, you know, about Rashid when he was asked today.
3: Post that I threw him when I threw it, I was like, oh shoot, I overthrew it, <laughs> and then it just hit him in stride. And I was like, everyone's like, great throw. It. I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he went and got that one, and so you know. For me, you know, I've had, you know, guys like Henry Ruggs, Zay Jones. I'm going to stop naming guys because some of my fast friends, I think I'm not talking about them. But, you know, I've had guys where, you know, there is a different level of umph you can put on a football and trust that they can get there. And he's one of those guys where you can let one rip and you can pretty much trust every time he's going to be there.
2: Obviously, a lot of fast guys in the NFL have been about how fast can you do complex things, and Ooh. how fast can you run a straight line? Yeah, right. And is that something that kind of helps them stand apart, just play speed, as opposed to you know just straight
3: line speed? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of guys that are really fast, but when the ball's in there, they can't really adjust to it, and so they could be on that track. I've found some guys that if they're on that track, if you throw it just inside, uh, well, it's going to be incomplete. Or you throw it just over the top, it's he's a guy that can run that fast and still find the ball and go get to it. So the, you know, the elusiveness and the flexibility he has in his hips and the way he can move and track the ball and judge it and still make those catches, I think, is what's really impressive about him. You know, the one Taysom throwing, uh, you know, the, the ability to be running that fast, stop, come back, make a play on that ball. That's it's really difficult, you know, to do And You know, the way he made that play just shows you that he's not just a one line guy, that he can, he's a good receiver. He can move and make those kind of plays.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
2: And yeah, so I mean, that's kind of what you're getting to there is, you know, here, here's a stat. So ESPN flashed up a stat that Rashid Cheed averages 16 miles per hour on his routes. Averages. I mean, I don't, I, I couldn't even touch, I don't know, 12 miles an hour, right? Like if I was sprinting as fast as I possibly could, like I don't, very few people can even go that fast physically um you know and and he's doing it just kind of his casual route running and i think you know one of the reasons that you you have to adjust to a guy is yeah you you got to get used to that pace right like he's getting in and out of his breaks fast right he's getting to his spots fast so the quarterback has to adjust and i think that's part of what limits you early in the year when you're trying to figure out how to how to do that but you know, you can always rely on, okay, like like it says here on this on this graphic, it's, and Derek Carr actually had a pretty really funny Instagram post where he said Rashid down there somewhere, and he is like that's kind of how you operate with Rashid is you, it's like, okay, you see them in a coverage that you can beat, and you just put it out there in a place where he either he gets it or nobody gets it. You know, one thing that Michael Thomas was talking to us about, I think I alluded to this on the last episode, Gus Bradley was the former defensive coordinator for the Raiders. And so Derek Carr knew Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator, and he knew some of the techniques that he coached. He called it top shoulder. So basically you have the, the defender is saying no go ball. So if you're going for an outside release, he is just jamming you and keeping you inside and slowing you down. Like that is the only route that he's trying to stop. And so, okay, how do you, how do you affect that? Well, you know, very rarely do you see a receiver taking an inside release for a go ball because they call it the red line, the red line you have to be on on the outside where the ball is going to be like the quarterback is throwing it to a spot and you have to be on that line by the time the ball gets there. Otherwise, it's on the receiver and not the quarterback. Now, sometimes the quarterback will miss, but in most cases, that's where the ball is going to land and you've got to make sure you're there. So the inside release, it's just a longer route. You've got to use even more speed to get up there. And that's the type of speed that that Rashid has. Now he was also going against Tony Brown, a guy who should have been playing special teams, and you know the, the, the Colts are out there trying people out, right? Like uh, Rashid basically retired this man from active duty. And you know that's, that's just the kind of thing that you see from him that is not that is not normal and that adds a layer, a dynamic layer to this offense that I don't think you've seen in in a long time. You know, like even as good as Breeze was. The last four or five years of Breeze, you got kind of noodle arm Breeze. You didn't get flea flicker, 60-yard bomb Breeze. And he never had a cannon for an arm, but he had a good enough arm that he could make people sweat down the field. The 2016 on, I don't think you necessarily saw that. And it was more dink and dunk. It was accuracy. It was timing. It was get the ball to Alvin and let him work. For perspective, Derek Carr, Three consecutive 300 yard passing games. It doesn't sound crazy, right? It has not happened for the Saints. The Saints have not had three consecutive 300 yard passing games from a quarterback since the final four games of the 2015 season. Drew Brees had 300 yards passing in four consecutive games to close out the year. Has not happened since then. That's a long time playing football when you think about it. And you think of how dynamic this offense was in 2016, 2017, even 2018, 2019, 2020. Even when Brees probably wasn't at his most dynamic as a passer. They were still putting up yardage. Has not happened since then. So I think that just kind of puts into perspective just like you look at this offense and you're like, okay, where is it? What has it struggled in doing? And how can it get better? Well, when your baseline is 300 yards passing and you know, obviously, Derek had to throw 50 times in two of those games to get to 300 yards passing. It's not ideal. He only had to throw 27 times, or I think he threw 27 times, maybe 29 times in this last game. I'd have to go back and check. And so, like, the efficiency you can create when you can pick up chunks like the Saints did in this past game, it it changes things, and you know I did want to hear from Mike Thomas. We talked to Mike Thomas in the locker room after the game, and he was asked about Rasheed as well. So I did want to hear that.
3: How different is Rasheed's speed, man?
4: Oh man, I feel like on the one he made that big one from Taysom, he wasn't even really running because sometimes it's like he's so fast that he, he like when he get next to guys, he already have them beat. That is like he can't even like he can outrun. He could have ran. He gonna outrun anyone. So it's just like you know uh, sometimes you can outrun the quarterback's arm. How fast he is, like so. And but the other thing he does, tremendous. I've seen him do it a weekend and week out. Is the, those contested big boy catches, man. That's really impressive to see from a guy like that. You know that, considered a speed guy. Because you know they try to label speed guys, you know, as one dimensional and stuff like that. But to see him make those plays, that's very impressive. And that's what you need. That's the sense of urgency you need. That's how you always have to go back and attack the ball, regardless. Because we plan for one another, and um, that just adds a spark to offense. You never know, you know. If if you, get, if you go up there and attack, you, you, you might come down with it. I mean, your mindset has always come down with it, but like just to see them have that confidence to still go up there and not just try to bat it down or whatever, you know, just cut it off or whatever—that was that was, a, that was an incredible play. That was a big play.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like I can't express enough how much easier offense gets when the defense ha- is afraid that you're going to beat them over the top at any point, right? Like, like a lot of defenses in today's NFL and the modern NFL. That's what they're trying to do is, is put a shell at the top of the defense and force you to work underneath. Rashid's beaten that anyway. Like, anytime they're throwing quarters at him, Derek's saying, Go run, and I'm going to get it to you. And, you know, three out of four wins this year have been closed out by a Rashid Shahid deep ball. So, any instance where the defense tries to get aggressive, right? So, th- think of it this way you can beat them with Taysom, right? Like, so if they're playing that shell coverage and they want to play two over the top, and you're like, fine. We're just going to pound it down your throat and you can do that. So, wh- what do you adjust? How do you adjust? You bring another safety down into the box. You say, okay, we're going to come up and stop this. You get single high and you can go beat him deep, right? Like this Saints offense. One of the reasons that the first eight weeks of the season, seven weeks of the season, we're so frustrating is because you have all of the pieces that you need to make life hell on a defense. You have an effective between the tackles runner in Jamal Williams. You have one of the elite pass catching backs in the NFL and a guy who can do basically anything you need him to do in Alvin Kamara. You have an elite possession receiver, a first down guy, a chain mover in Michael Thomas. You have kind of that intermediate, you know, jackhammer if you will, you know, kind of the knife that can make people just dizzy in the secondary in Chris Olave when he's not in his own head, which hopefully he can find a way to get out of because he just can get open. he That's just, you know, you talk about the skill set involved with a lot of these receivers, and Chris Olave can get open. He just has that ability, whereas Mike Thomas, he doesn't need to get open because he can battle for the ball. Chris just, you know, when he catches the ball, he's usually, you know, no one's within five yards of him, right? You have that kind of seam-splitting tight end in Jawan Johnson. You have kind of the more traditional tight end in Foster Morrow. Obviously, Taysom Hill, you can do whatever you want with. Then Rashid Shaheed adds that element of the deep ball that you've been able to get, and Derek Carr has shown, uh, you know, the ability to get it to him. So, like watching this offense not be able to get it done, knowing that, like when you like every year you hear Tim say we have so much talent on this team and blah blah blah, and a lot of times you're like, do you though? Because I look around the league and I see all of these teams with all of these weapons and like, like 2021, for example, when you were looking at Marquez Calloway, Trey Smith, Deontay Hardy is, you know, these are your receivers and you hear uh, Chuck Payton say, Oh, I like my wide receiver room. Sometimes you're just full of shit. No offense to those guys, but there's not a wide receiver two among them. You had three wide receiver threes this year. You're talking about, you have three wide receiver once, you know, and, and there's no excuse. And and to be fair, they have put up the yards and the and the offense is coming along. And so hopefully week eight is just a sign of things to come. Um and, and you can keep going. Because I, for one, when this team is playing well, when the offense is moving, it is so much fun to watch. But you know, when when it just doesn't make sense and you're not doing the things that make sense, it's brutal. The offensive line we haven't really talked about has gotten better. I think Andres Pete, you've kind of found something in left tackle, Andres Pete. I didn't expect to say that to start the season, but but I am happy about it. But all right, let's wrap up that segment, the, the Rashid Shahid Love Fest, and, and move on to the mailbag. Again, I'm Jeff Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't got a question in there yet, make sure to do that. We'll get to as many as possible in the final segment here. Ask, you know, tell me what your cat's name is. What You know, I have a dog who's currently in a cone. She's not having a great day. So if you want to just say... Uh, feel better Bailey that that's fine but throw your comments in there and we'll we'll get to as many as possible thanks everyone for listening always enjoy doing these we will be right back stick around
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what